I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message. Today is November 22nd, 2021. We are live streaming as always on Rumble, on YouTube, and on Blaze TV. And obviously the news today is not good. There's not a lot of good news to share today. I'm gonna try to lighten it up a bit in the second half of the show, but there really is just like an unimaginable tragedy coming out of Waukesha, Wisconsin right now from the Christmas parade yesterday. I'm sure you guys have all seen the, the horrific video. We are gonna show you 30 seconds of it. Obviously, if you wanna look away or you just don't wanna see it, I've watched it twice. It's, it's really, really awful. Um, but I felt we talked about it this morning, like these are the things that we have to cover, right? Like you can't just cover good news and usually there isn't a lot of good news. That's not really the way the news works. Um, but you know, when you see just sort of direct tragedies like this, tragedy is not even the right word. When you see direct, malicious evil, I suppose is the right phrase. Um, you don't wanna look at it, you don't wanna really talk about it, but I think it is important we talk about it, and I think it's also important that we talk about how the media uh, probably won't cover this in a certain way, while if the races had been different and everything else, they probably would have done something very different. So we are gonna cover that, and then Andy No, who you guys all know, my friend, he's been on the show many times, uh, an actual journalist out in the field who has been covering Antifa for years. Uh, he had a really spectacular Twitter thread with some information about the guy driving the car and uh, it ain't pretty, it ain't pretty at all. So we'll get into some of that stuff. Then uh, the second story, and this is where we can start uh, you know, loosening it up a little bit. You know, I told you guys last week that going forward, the way I'm gonna cover the COVID stories is I'm really gonna highlight the positive stuff. And by positive stuff, I mean when people stand up and push back, when individual companies and when governmental authorities, when anyone does anything to say no more of this nonsense, I will not participate in the lie, that is the type of thing that I am going to be talking about and promoting because I wanna show you guys, we wanna map out, hey, you got a chance to fight the machine. So there are thousands and thousands of people now all over the world, but we're gonna show you some video out of Australia, people pushing back against lockdowns and mandates. Then we're gonna show you Winsome Sears, who you should know, Winsome Sears is the incoming Lieutenant Governor of Virginia under uh, Glenn Youngkin. Uh, she was on CNN and she was directly asked by journalist Dana Bash if she is vaccinated and she had a spectacular answer. And then I am gonna show you two videos of Fauci because today's Monday and they do all their propaganda on the mainstream networks on Sunday. So we're gonna show you two quick ones of Fauci just with more nonsense. And if you're listening to Fauci at this point, see a doctor, not Dr. Fauci, see a psychological professional. Uh, and then finally, we got some great stuff out of Florida with Ron DeSantis. So anyway, it's, it's gonna be a bit of a, uh, of a heavier show than usual. Uh, it's kind of funny because I, I really had a great weekend. I try not to pay attention to the news on the weekend and I don't do social media. I hang out on, on locals and I talk to people about what they're cooking and what music they're listening to and that kind of stuff. So I didn't even see uh, what happened uh, in Wisconsin. I saw something very quickly last night. I accidentally opened my phone for a second, but then I really didn't see it till this morning, but my uh, my mother-in-law and her boyfriend got here and we've got family coming this whole week for Thanksgiving. This is the one holiday we host. So I just had a really nice weekend and we ate some great food and had a lot of laughs and uh, we watched uh, Waiting for Guffman last night. Like it was just a really nice weekend. 
Um, and then I was like, ah, now we're back in it and we gotta, we gotta cover some stuff. So that's how it is, but I will make it as digestible for you as possible because that's what I do here over at the Rubin Report Direct Message hosted by the rather dapper Dave Rubin. Uh, but before we get to any of that, guys, you know, we've been telling you about Chamonix and Genucel for quite some time at the plant stem cell therapy that they do over there. When I look back at my first PragerU video while I left the left, I can see big bags under my eyes, but no more. Just use Genucel by Chamonix all over your face and under your eyes. Fine lines, forehead wrinkles, dark spots, bags, puffiness under your eyes, gone right before your eyes, and best of all, Guaranteed results in as little as 12 hours or you'll get your money back. It's that simple. Now get this, Genucel has now sold over a million products. Yeah, a million. Lots of companies have tried to duplicate them and they all fail. It's for both men and women. Even my assistant Helen loves their Crystallis Microdermabrasion Treatment and she tells me it makes her skin feel unbelievably clean and smooth. And I was just saying to her on Zoom, she looks very bright, bright in the face. All across the country, once people try Genucel products, they fall in love and buy them again and again. From now until Thanksgiving, you can see the difference yourself with 60% off Genucel packages. 60%, just go to lovegenucel.com slash Dave. That's love, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Dave to get 60% off packages. Order now and express shipping, express shipping is free. That's lovegenucel.com slash Dave. And now back to me. All right, so let's talk about what happened in Wisconsin over the weekend. It's quite horrific, so let's just set it up. Uh, I'm gonna show you 30 seconds of video. This was from a couple different angles of the car actually crashing into, and really that's not the right way to say it, plowing through innocent people who were partaking in a Christmas parade. So you got 30 seconds here. If you don't wanna watch it, I fully get it, but here we go. It's really unimaginable. I'm sorry that we showed it. I just felt that if we were gonna do the story, I gotta do it in a complete way. And there it is. Believe me, there are far more graphic videos. You know, just at the beginning of that video where you see that little girl in the pink hat, she's just jumping up and down and having a good time. I mean, this was a Christmas parade. These were people from probably every walk of life who woke up that morning to take their kids and their parents and their cousins and their friends out to enjoy the day, to celebrate the season. Uh, in a time that we're living in that is a very polarized, strange time where people aren't seeing each other as much as they should and all of the stuff that we all know about. And it's like, that's what happened. That's what happened at a Christmas parade. It really, there's nothing that I can add that you're not thinking yourself. Uh, but let's talk a little bit more about the guy who did it and perhaps get into a little bit about why he did it. And then I'll talk about the media reaction. So Andy No, who you guys all know, he's the editor in chief over at Post Millennial now. He had a great, Twitter thread on this, so let's take a look. I'll try to read it in order here. The man in custody over the mass casualty, casualty incident in Waukesha, Wisconsin Christmas parade has posts on his social media in support of Black Lives Matter causes, George Floyd and black nationalism. He also has a post about how to get away with running people over in the street. 
Daryl Edward Brooks, the man who was taken into custody uh, by police over the Waukesha Christmas Parade mass casualty event, had posted a quote in 2016 on a now deactivated Facebook account, quote, run them over, keep traffic flowing and don't slow down for any of these idiots, end quote. He is a rapper who stars in a music video where he raps in front of a red vehicle that looks like the same one that ran over dozens of people yesterday. So we're gonna show you eight seconds of this. And as you'll see, it appears that the very car he used in this uh, uh, terrorist attack, I will call it a terrorist attack, um, it seems that it's the same car. Now I swipe the bitch, you got him looking at me different. I can't miss him, yeah. AR with a stitching, yeah. Venom when I kiss him, yeah. Kidnap you and misses, yeah. Work I don't like rap. Just me. Okay. Uh, the, the Twitter thread continues to go on. He expressed hatred of former President Donald Trump in one of his rap tracks. He also expressed black nationalist anti-Semitic views. You can see some of the images right there. Uh, he goes on. He is a registered sex offender in Nevada. He was convicted over having sex with a child. In one of his now deleted videos, he defended his actions, saying he was pimping the hoe. Uh, and as you can see, there's an image of his sex offender status, uh, and it completes here. He was released from jail just three days ago after paying a small bail over a multiple open felony and misdemeanor charges. Brooks has a long violent criminal history spanning multiple states, and then you're seeing some of his uh, criminal history right there. Okay, so where do we go with this? Well, look. You know, one thing when I ended the show on Friday, it was uh, right after the, the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict, and I said that I was gonna try not to add fuel to the fire. And I actually spent basically the rest of the day off Twitter. It was like everyone was trying to own everybody and destroy everybody and everything else. Well, now we had a weekend and here we are on Monday and we have a, a, another incident that, you know, is gonna have all of this racial stuff around it, right? Because everything that happens in America, unfortunately, is now thrown to us or shown to us through a racial prism. I just wanna go on the record, I fully believe this, I've said it many times before, I think America is the least racist country in the history of the world. We have brought more people here for more walks of life to enjoy and uh, to enjoy whatever it is they wanna enjoy, to prosper however it is they wanna prosper. Uh, that is the melting pot. That is the dream of America, the imperfect but pretty damn good dream. It's why nobody leaves. But now everything is brought to us from a racial lens. So in the Kyle Rittenhouse case, putting aside virtually all of the details, it was three white people who were shot and were being told that he's a white supremacist, Kyle Rittenhouse. He himself is white. He shot three white people who were being told this is a, a white supremacist event. Well now, as you can see by the pictures that we just showed you and some of the information that Andy shared, it's like, well, how is this thing gonna be framed? This does not fit the narrative that the media likes. So right now, I suspect if you turn on CNN, Fox News, or MSNBC, maybe Fox News is covering this right now, but the other, the other ones I, I assure you are not uh, because they're trying to figure out how they can fit this within their narrative. Now let's just pause for a second, think about it the other way. If this guy had been a white guy with a red hat, and he had plowed through all of these people. We would be being told that America is the most evil place ever, that Donald Trump should be impeached again, that there are Nazis everywhere, this is proof of systemic racism, all of the stuff. 
But now this doesn't fit the narrative, right? This guy is not only a criminal, but a sex offender. He has some fairly noxious views, which by the way, you're allowed to have noxious views. Uh, you know, he, he clearly is not a good guy, probably unstable mentally, who, who knows? Uh, but the, this doesn't fit the media that, that a black man happened to now plow into, I actually don't know the makeup of the people. I'm gonna guess mostly white people, I don't know. And again, I, I hate this type of story because I don't want to racialize any, everything. But what I tried to talk to you guys about with the Kyle Rittenhouse thing is I didn't wanna get into the minutia every little day, this happened in the trial and this happened and that happened. It's crazy for us to be following all of those things. We have jobs, we have families, we're all trying to live our lives. But we have to know the basics of the stories that are the zeitgeist of what's going on in the country, right? And, and across the world. So in a case like this, it's like, if you just watch mainstream media, this story's gonna go away pretty damn quickly. But if you flipped it, they'd be telling you this was proof of how evil this whole thing is and we have to burn the whole system down. So I think the challenge, I suppose, is, you know, well, first off, there, there are several people dead. I don't, I don't even know that we have, do we have a number on how many people are dead and injured at this point? We'll try to get a number. I, I don't know how many people are dead or injured at this point, but first off, we have to pause and just think about that. Really like, you know, all of this stuff happens in front of us and it feels like a movie as if none of this is real. These are real, people who went to a Christmas parade. They are dead. So at least five people are dead uh, at the moment. And I'm guessing probably a couple dozen injured. We'll, we'll see if we can find that out. So putting aside the, the specifics of the, of the people, which I, it's like, that's really what the story is about. It's like, we have to make sure that a story like this that goes against the narrative, right? This is not what the media wants to show you. This is not, the Sunday news shows don't wanna bring on guests to talk about the fact that a black man did this, right? That's not racist to say. They like things that fit their narrative. They don't like things that don't. So they'll mostly ignore this. It appears that 48 more people were injured, including two children. So that's five dead, 48 injured, two children. Um, what we have to do, I suppose, and what you have to do in your life is to not let this story just disappear right? Like we can't just let CNN not cover a story or just sweep it under the rug because it doesn't fit their narrative. In no way would I blame anyone other than the guy who did this. I certainly wouldn't blame all black people. I, you know, at some point, I think we do have to discuss the danger of incitement that so many people on the left are doing. If you run around saying that everyone are Nazis, and everyone are white supremacists, and these people are evil based on the color of their skin, that's the neo-racism of the left, well then people might start doing really awful things. Uh, but that's a very slippery slope, right? That's a very slippery slope once you start saying, oh, if you talk about certain things, it could make people do violent things. So like we have to be very, very careful when we're talking about these things, right? Like there are people, people say things, this, was, this is the messy stuff around free speech. Now that's of course different than a direct call for violence, but on MSNBC, they spend 24 hours a day inciting racial hatred against white people. So at some point it might get into someone's mind that maybe they should do something because they don't live in reality. They live in this hyper-racialized network created uh, racist reality. That's a problem. So we have to think about all of that stuff. Uh, but I, I think at the moment, and again, I wanna focus more on the victims because this just happened. But at the moment, we have to make sure this story doesn't just go away. We, we have to, 
because if it was the other way, it wouldn't be going away. And now would that, of course we would, anyone watching this, you would agree that would be unjust. I wouldn't, if, if it was a white guy that plowed into all these people and whatever his criminal record was and the noxious views that I talked about, I wouldn't blame all white people or anything else. But the fact that the media does this asymmetry with absolutely everything. I mean, what, has there been more of a theme of, of any of the things that I've talked about on this show since I've been doing the direct message for a year and a half? the asymmetry between what we see and what the media shows us and how certain things they put more weight on and certain things they take that weight off, right? So we have this constant, instead of an even way of looking at the world where we can all honestly assess what's going on, where we can have the, the blind lady, right? Dealing with justice, right? Outside every courtroom. Instead, we have this insane, insane thing fueled by the media. So anyway, so obviously we're gonna find out more about this, but I would say the media part in many ways is more important because now this is, we're gonna just move forward. And are we, are we gonna just be okay? You're allowed to plow into people and kill people depending on the color of your skin, but if you're the other color, then you're not allowed to do it. And that proves a certain theory. But if you do it with this color skin, we'll kind of give you the out and soft bigotry of low expectations and you know, blah, 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 blah. So it's messy. I don't know that I can add more to that at the moment, um, but Michael, maybe we can get a couple comments from the Rubin Report community on that that, we, that I can read at the end if you guys have any other thoughts, uh, which by the way, if you wanna chat during the show with other audience members, rubinreport.locals.com. All right, let's move over to some COVID stuff. And as I said, I am really going to try not to do just the endless onslaught of negative COVID news. It's never going away. The people that want it to be here, the people that wanna control you, that wanna keep you masked forever, that wanna keep you locked down and afraid and you know scared of your own shadow and all those things, they're never going away. So I don't wanna talk about those people anymore. As a matter of fact, I did leave my house this weekend. It was very exciting on Saturday because my mother-in-law and her boyfriend were coming. Uh, we were going out to get some of the Thanksgiving food and I said to David, he was gonna go out and shop, but I said, you know what? I'm going to go to the store. I never leave the house. I'm gonna go to the store and see what happens. I did get yelled at twice for not wearing my mask. I was going up the escalator, you know the supermarket, I was going up the escalator and the woman was staring down the escalator. I couldn't even get to the main level. Yelled at me for not wearing my mask. Then later, I was getting yogurt, really digging this Chobani, fat-free yogurt right now, some pomegranates in there, a little bit of granola, and I, my mask was down again and the uh, security guard came up to me. He mumbled something. I couldn't hear him because he was wearing a mask. And then he kind of went like this, like, you know, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just doing it. Which by the way, that's sort of what the Nazis always said, you know, uh, just following orders. Don't know why I'm doing it. I'm just doing it. Oh, we, we have to kill a couple people, make them dig their own ditch before we shoot them and put them in. Okay, no problem. Anyway, I want to focus on positive COVID stories. Uh, so first, you know, one of the places where there has been just the worst sort of draconian lockdowns in the entire world has been in Australia. It's just been absolutely insane in Australia. I mean, police arresting people for walking their dogs, really crazy stuff, but people are stepping up. They're fighting back. They're saying enough's enough. You don't own us just because you're the government. You work for us. That's what we have to remember. Look at these lockdown protests in Perth, Australia. Absolutely extraordinary what you're seeing there. We're just doing a little B-roll here, so I'm gonna talk you through it. I mean, thousands and thousands of people. Those are not right-wing maniacs. Those are not evil people. Those are people who want to live their lives as free citizens in the Western democracy that is known as Australia. They don't want to live in a giant island prison known as Australia. They wanna live in a free, 
Australia. So pretty extraordinary. Now note, you are not going to see that on CNN. You might see a little something about the previous story we just touched on in Wisconsin in Australia because they can't ignore it. But why is it that mainstream media never shows us when thousands and thousands of people in free democracies stand up? Could it be that mainstream media is actually working for the elites and whoever it is that wants to keep you controlled and quiet and scared and they don't want you to realize that you have far more power than you think? If you just speak up, you might inspire somebody else to speak up and next thing you know, three people are speaking up and then God forbid you got four and yada, 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 suddenly you're living as a free human being the way God intended, could that be? Next up, Winsome Sears, who is the incoming Lieutenant Governor of Virginia, she will be the second in command under Glenn Youngkin. Uh, she was on Dana Bash's CNN show and I'm not very impressed with this Dana Bash. And Dana Bash, I like saying her name like that, Dana Bash asked Winsome Sears what her vaccination status is. And her answer was quite spectacular. Saying whether you are vaccinated. Do you want to say now? As I said, America, if it's nothing else, it's about liberty. It's about being able to live your life free from the government telling you what to do. And so we understand this this thing about slippery slopes. The minute that I start telling you about my vaccine status, we're going to be down the bottom of the mountain trying to figure out how we got there because now you want to know what's in my DNA. You're, you're going to want to know this, that, and the other. In, in New York, you see, we have people, waiters, waiters asking people their vaccination status. And by the way, do you know what else they require? A photo ID to determine if this vaccine card you're presenting is really you. Who are we fooling? Come on. Let's say you get the vaccine. Go ahead and get the vaccine. If that's what you want to do, get the vaccine. Don't force it on anybody else. We know. And by the way, media, they're not telling us that people are suffering as a result of getting the vaccine. Uh, they're, they're, they have all kinds of problems. So, I understand it might be the, the minuscule, but when you're the one out of 30,000 that gets it, it's important to use. I mean, that's just a great answer right there by Winsome Sears. Again, the Lieutenant Governor of Virginia. This is a woman who will now be called a white supremacist and an evil Republican and all of those things. Now, as far as Dana Bash, uh, it's none of Dana Bash's, uh, it's none of her business. Sorry, it's none of your business, Dana Bash, whether Winsome Sears is vaccinated. She's completely correct. This has nothing to do with people's personal decisions related to vaccines. It has everything to do with government coercion. Do you not understand that, Dana Bash? I understand that you, Dana Bash, and the rest of your employees and friends at CNN are a bunch of SEALs, right? So if the government tells you to do things, especially if it's a government you like, in the case of Joe Biden, then you'll gladly do it. I suspect, Dana Bash, that if Donald Trump was still president and demanding that everyone get vaccines, you'd be pushing against it because Donald Trump, bad guy, Joe Biden, good guy, very, very simple in your simple black and white world. But her answer is spectacular. She also addresses that some people have had adverse reactions. I know several people in my own life that have had it. And it simply is nobody's business what you do medically to yourself. So it's an absolutely ridiculous question. If you wanna know my answer to this question, you might tune in. Can we put the link to my famous interview that I did with uh, Gloria Allred? You may remember this, we posted it on the YouTube channel. I was interviewed by Alex Michelson, uh, who's a local Fox affiliate reporter here 
in Los Angeles. I went to the building to be interviewed. They demanded to see my papers. And I said, I'm not showing you. That's just irrelevant whether I'm vaccinated or not. Uh, you don't get to know that. So they made me do the interview from home. I was supposed to be sitting in a room with civil rights attorney, legendary. They always say she's a legendary civil rights attorney, Gloria Allred. She asked me if I was vaccinated live on TV. And I asked her when the last time she got laid was because that's actually the complete equivalent. I have, well, right, that's far worse actually, because nobody wants to picture that. But let's put the link down to that video below. Uh, but that's what we need more of. And those are the people I'm interested in spotlighting. People who say, no, no, it's none of your business. You do whatever you want and stay out of my life because that's the American spirit. And that's what we're gonna push. Anyway, I'm gonna show you two Fauci videos because it's, I'm just over him. Just, just try to imagine anyone watching this. This is him on his, you know, he does his Sunday press tour with his ridiculous softball questions and his answers that are completely meaningless at this point. So here's just two quick ones. And if you know anyone in your life that's still listening to this person, might I recommend a full frontal lobotomy? Fauci won. We would hope, and, and, and this is something that we're looking at very carefully, that that third shot with the mRNA not only boosts you way up, but increases the durability so that you will not necessarily need it every six months or a year. We're hoping it pushes it out more. If it doesn't, and the data show we do need it more often, then we'll do it. Oh, screw you. I mean, really, I mean that. Like, what else do I have to say to this guy? Now six months or a year and the boosters, it's gonna boost you a little more. And I, so I guess the vaccines don't work, Fauci. I guess you're an anti-vaxxer, right? Because when people thought they were getting vaccinated, it was because they thought it was gonna stop them from getting or transmitting COVID, which neither is true when it comes to these vaccines. And finally, more from this ridiculous buffoon. I presume we have to be cautious during Thanksgiving. You talked about Christmas protection with those boosters, but quickly, if you will, Thanksgiving. Well, if you're a booster, I mean, you see, if you're if you're vaccinated and hopefully you'll be boosted, too, and your family is you can enjoy a typical Thanksgiving meal, Thanksgiving holiday with your family. There's no reason not to do that. The thing we are concerned about is the people who are not vaccinated, because what they're doing is they're the major source of the dynamics of the infection in the community and the higher the level of dynamics of infection, the more everyone is at risk. But if you're vaccinated, you look at the data, Martha, it's absolutely clear. The likelihood of getting infected, getting hospitalized or dying, if you're vaccinated versus non-vaccinated, weighs very, very heavily in the protection of people who are vaccinated. Oh, enough with this clown. Again, I'm only showing you this to completely mock him, like not so that you listen to him, but you shouldn't listen to me either, actually. You should listen to your own doctor and make some choices for yourself. But he's just the dynamics of the infection. You know what? I'm having people over for Thanksgiving, family members and friends. I actually don't know if they're all vaccinated. I don't care. If you believe the vaccinations work, then you should not care if someone else gets vaccinated. And if you think that this ridiculous buffoon clown two years after two weeks to flatten the curve deserves your attention or your respect, I don't know what to say to you. I, I actually, I'm out of human words. I feel like Joe Biden being asked a basic question. I got nothing, okay? You see my point? Just enough, enough, enough. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about a guy in public service who is doing great work. A guy who is saying, I will not participate in the lie. A guy who is saying, I do not want to rule over my citizens. A guy who is saying, it is time for people to live life freely and a guy who's also saying enough with this mainstream media BS. 
The guy I'm talking about, of course, is Ron DeSantis, and he was interviewed by my fast-talking small Jewish friend, Ben Shapiro. Take a look. Well, I think it's just a matter of just understanding kind of what time it is. Now, if this was a media that was dedicated to fact, factual reporting, gathering facts, putting it out, then, you know, you may want to behave a little bit differently. But in fact, I mean, they're highly partisan. And not only are they highly partisan, they really are detached from reality and from facts at this point. Their main goal is to pursue their narratives. And so if you have facts that undercut their narratives, they are either going to ignore those facts or actively try to smother those facts. And so that's just where we're at. And so these corporate outlets, um, you know, I think in terms of what they've done to their reputations with the Russia collusion report, I mean, they were manufacturing that whole story. They gave each other Pulitzer Prizes for reporting on a false conspiracy theory. And so, you know, if you had asked me 10 years ago about the media, I wouldn't have said they were our friend, but I'd say, you know, they have a liberal bias. You got to be careful of that. But, but now you just got to understand those corporate outlets are so untethered from the truth. They are so highly partisan uh, that that's the way you have to, you have to treat them. And so when they're trying to pursue narratives, uh, I don't let them get away with it. Uh, if they're trying to just get information to try to do a hit piece, I don't let them get away with it. And the thing is, is when you have the facts on your side, it's very difficult for them because a lot of them, all they do is recycle whatever the narrative du jour of the day is. But I would say Republicans have to understand, you know, don't try to get these people to like you, okay? That's not what they're going to do. I love it. I love it. Like, what else is there? He's just telling you the truth. The media is in it for a narrative. The media is in it with Democrats. Republicans often fall in this uh, really bad trap of they say something that's a little bit sort of anti-Trump or anti-Republican, and then the media starts liking them, so then they start doing more and more of it. That's the stuff that we need to hear more of, what we just heard right there from Ron DeSantis, stop playing with these people. You know, I don't care anymore, actually. When I get now email, I get emails all the time, mainstream media things that wanna interview me or report on me, and usually we just ignore them or we send a one-line decline back. Like, it doesn't matter. I think at this point, they, these things are so corrupt, these institutions are so deeply corrupt, the New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN, MSNBC, all of this stuff, that in essence, if they are writing something, you can almost assuredly believe that the opposite is true. Not in absolutely every incident, 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 and there is some sort of like sliding scale there, right? So like there's certain things that they're always gonna lie about, things related to race, anything that they can make Democrats look good. It doesn't mean that they're gonna lie to you completely about an earthquake in Indonesia, right? Like that one is like, they can sort of put that one on the side. But when they try to destroy someone for being racist, when they try to say that someone said the most horrible thing you could possibly imagine, and it sounds exactly like the type of thing we would expect that person to say because that person's horrible with the bad ideas, you can pretty much assume it's a lie. So I think what is happening right now, which is quite beautiful, is that as mainstream media dies and more independent shows arise, say perhaps like this one, that more and more people will just say, well, who cares what CNN said? CNN said something. Well, Jim Acosta is a buffoon. Wolf Blitzer is a robot. You know, Don Lemon's a clown. Like, why would I listen to these people? They're all Democrat operatives and we all know it. So we need to just stop playing ball with those things. And that would be com entirely consistent with my view of build new things, right? Build new things. Once, once these guys are out of the way and they'll never really go away, there's so much money behind it. I mean, think about MSNBC. You know, when I talk about Joy Reid and these, these racists, that they put on MSNBC every day. Think about the money that is funded behind that, like MSNBC, NBC's in there. This is a giant 
conglomerate corporate monstrosity. Why is it that this giant thing, who are the network executives there that hire these people to put them on air to tell you that you're racist? Why would they do that? Like we have to start on thinking about all of these things at, at multiple levels. And I could hearken this back to the first story, which is as horrific as what just happened in Wisconsin is, the next step of the story is what the media will do with it. And again, it is your job to make sure that the media can't drop it because they wanna drop it. And it's your job to make sure that when they're lying, that you make sure that the people around you know that a lie is actually a lie. Uh, all right, I've got a comment here from Vince on locals. Uh, he said a local children's hospital treated 18 patients from the crash ranging in ages from three to 16, six children were listed in critical condition. I actually did get a text this morning from a friend of mine uh, who had a friend at the, uh, at the event, at the Christmas event, and uh, she saw several people get hit and I'm trying to find out some more information on that and also where to donate. Actually, if any of you have a, a really good place that we know is legit to donate, I've been asking on Twitter, but sometimes it's hard to tell what's actually legit, where the money's actually gonna go, please comment um, so that I can share it with other people. Uh, Dragonhawk says, I really did not wanna live through the fall of the Roman Republic. It's a little weird, it does feel like that at times, but trust me, I'm, I'm also feeling hopeful right now, like I am. We will build new things, and, and again, the more they lie, they lied in every way about the Rittenhouse thing. They will lie by omission about what just happened in Wisconsin but the lies aren't working because enough of us are seeing it now. So have some faith. And by the way, we're getting some wins, right? The Yunkin thing in Virginia, which then introduced us to that woman, Winsome Sears, who I had never heard of before this, had you? It's like, there are good people out there. We'll keep finding them. We just gotta keep going. Uh, guys, my full interview, although it's a, a mini interview with Rand Paul is up on YouTube right now. We taped that a couple days ago. We go all in on Fauci and, and some of the inflation stuff. A full interview with Andrew Claven from last week is up. And we did a special Thanksgiving episode this week. I did not wanna do like a political show for Thanksgiving because this is one of the, the rare weeks of the year when you should focus, uh, well, not one of the rare weeks when you should. You should always focus on friends and family and food, the big three Fs. You could also swap in another F in there if you want, but the big three, I think, friends, family, and food. Um, that's what you should be focusing on this week. So I didn't want to do a purely political show. So Melanie Kirkpatrick, who did a fantastic episode of PragerU uh, on Thanksgiving, the origins of Thanksgiving, how it came to be. Did the pilgrims and the Native Americans really just want to kill each other? Was it all about genocide? Or could it have been about giving thanks and sharing land and trying to build a better world? Could it have been about some of that? Well, part one of my interview with her is up right now. And the full, of course, is up at rubenreport.locals.com. And uh, I would say this was a solid show. Let's give it a, uh, what, do you, what do you think? Eight, eight, eight and a half? Eight and a half out of 10. I'd say you too, eight and a half out of 10. Then we shall have lunch. All right, have a good day, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you want to connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubenreport.locals.com.